going on? Give me just a second. Getting everything set up. All right. I think we are almost there. All right, and if you're in here, especially right now before I tweet this out and get everything going, you should come up on stage. I don't care who you are. <laughs> come talk. Amazing. There we go. I need to share this in the Discord real quick as well. Dude, I'm sorry for everyone here that I'm running late. I... uh Dude, I've been so busy today just trying to knock out random errands. I swear every single weekend I've got a trip through July and then August as well. So I've got one later today that I'm leaving on. And uh, I am not finished packing. I actually just started laundry. I also realized it was the last day today to get fitted for my uh, tux for my brother's wedding. So I had to go to Men's Warehouse and knock that out. And that took forever. So a couple things that ended up pushing me back, but we're here. We're started. That's all that matters. Um, but yeah. Oh, wait, is that Wonka himself in the crowd? Dude, a living legend that has returned to grace us with his presence from the isolation of vacation. The meme Lord, the master of the meme. I just want a reaction out of him. Even like he doesn't even have to come up on stage. I'll even take just a you know any type of reaction from Wonka to acknowledge that he. Hey. Wow. Hey guys, how are you doing? <laughs> have you ever just gotten like butterflies in your stomach whenever you run into a famous person and you're kind of speechless? <laughs> that's how I feel right now. Yeah, that's that's how I feel when Kelly invites me on stage. So. <laughs> Dude, how, how's vacation been, man? Great, great. I where'd you I end up going off to? What whatever uh, you were doing looked beautiful. Like if that, unless that was a stock image that you took from Google. I mean, either way, <laughs> like I like the vibes. No, no, that's that. That was a real picture. That was a, a semi doc or whatever. Um, I'm I'm down in Sri Lanka visiting family. So that's awesome, man. Happy to hear it. Is the uh, the girlfriend with you? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm I'm alone. Just uh, two weeks of uh, pre, uh, kind of a holiday away from everyone. Just uh, visiting family and friends down here, and um, yeah, haven't even been active on Twitter or on uh, with the late God family or the room one hundred and ten. So I've been missing you guys, and but I'll be back next week. So. Yeah, I feel that, man. But I mean, dude, occasionally that's got to feel nice, right? Yeah. Like being yeah. able to take those breaks, like it's healthy to be able to take a step back sometimes. Yeah. What has I been mean, the best part about it? Uh, the uh, the holidays or being away from all the Twitter and Discord? <laughs> I mean, you know, both, right? Like, because being away from that is part of the holiday, right? Yeah, I mean, this is probably the first time um, since the launch of Wonky Stongs that I have been away from Twitter and the Discord. 
for for so long that I haven't checked the flow price. I haven't checked out what NFTs are minting, and uh, yeah, and I feel like it's a break that everyone should take because I feel really uh, refreshed and I'm I'm ready to be back next week. Yeah. Well, we're ready to have you back, man. My feed has not been the same without all the memes <laughs> constantly popping up on it. Really missed them. I appreciate yeah, I'm joking, it. Thank but you. It's true. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. Of course. Um, well, Cube, what's going on, man? Are you on the road today, or are you? Uh... Funny you ask. I'm currently in my backyard, assembling a trampoline, getting the ring. Built. Dude, assembling a trampoline that sounds like a disaster waiting it's to awful. happen it's awful i've been working on getting the ring structure together for about an hour and i think i got it uh definitely need to up the liability insurance on our house with me assembling this but but no good to be back was out in dc talking about the plight of the american farmer and uh, missed you there the other day in spaces. Was kind of bummed about that, but yeah, happy we're all getting together here. Miss you as well, man. I knew it had to have been for a good reason, but I enjoyed vibing with the room one ten fam. It was a it was a good time. They held the held the fort down. The uh, and uh, your hidden talent was very very interesting. I can't believe I actually found that actual photo of you online. It was pretty remarkable. Some really good gumshoe work I did. Um, but, yeah, man. And so just chilling with the walkie fam, vibing, seeing what's going on, getting some good price action in the crypto space. Uh, you did steal a minute chart from me with your massive sweep yesterday. Got to give you a shout-out on that. Yeah, man. I mean, hey, you know, at the same time – there was a solid like 45 minutes that it took me to figure out how to get the transaction unstuck before I could do anything though. You had the opportunity. I know LST swept in there for a few during that interim because there was, you know, one account that I guess decided to capitulate all of his wonkies at once, like half beneath the floor. So I said, fuck it. And just tried to sweep for those of y'all who don't know. And then I went in and as I was doing it, I had a stuck transaction from the night before, which was like a void transaction. I don't know why. I guess whenever I submitted, a, I was buying a pudgy and I guess OpenSea somehow or MetaMask duplicated my transaction for that purchase. So one of them it filled and then the other was just kind of stuck in the void. So I had no idea what to do, right? Like, so I went on the Discord. They they kind of helped me out. You know, there were some advanced settings where I guess you reset the nonce. You send a new transaction to your wallet, resetting the nonce, you know, to the nonce of the transaction that was stuck. And basically what that does is it overwrites the stuck transaction um, with the new transaction so that you're able to, you know, clear it from your cash. Um, which I, I was clueless to all this before I did it. So, you know, through the process, learned something new. It was kind of fun. So you rehashing that, I mean, uh, that's something you just got to experience to figure the hell out. And I don't know. I think that's another thing. What's really cool about our community is everybody willing to share information. And they just walk people through stuff, even somebody such as yourself. So. Yeah, man. Pretty cool because, deal. You know, it's one of those like it's one of those weird things that you know just doesn't happen that often if you think about it. Because like I've had it happen before 
where, you know, I, I legitimately did have insufficient funds or something. And that was the reason it was stuck. And uh, okay, in that situation, you just add ETH, but it's like, no, I still had plenty of ETH in the wallet. It said that, you know, the gas fee cancel was seven bucks. And it was like, you have insufficient funds in your wallet. And I had plenty sufficient funds to be able to cover that. So it's just a really weird error that I've never encountered before. But, you know, again, like one of those things, I actually appreciate it because even though what I said earlier is relatively simple, you know, like just the verbiage sounds smart. So I'm happy enough with that. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like Chinese to me, whatever the hell you were saying. So somebody's going to have to write a post if uh, I ever run into that. But man, you got some really good looking stonks out of that deal. Dude, no joke. There were several in there that I'm a big fan of that I plan on, uh, you know, holding on for for a minute. I'm I'm going through actually my collection right now, and I'm seeing which songs I'm going to give away today. Um, How many know, are you uh, up to? I don't know, man. I think like 250 or something, <laughs> like that. I have, you know, and I've probably given away over 50 or 60. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think right now, though, at the moment, like what I have, 250. And then, by the way, for those of y'all who don't know and haven't been around it from the beginning, these aren't stonks that, like, you know, I minted to my wallet from the get-go, even though it was a free mint. Like, I bought all these. Yeah, it's not something that, you know, like, you know, I bought them the same way and I hold them the same way as anybody else. So, except for, you know, the difference is, I guess, they're semi-locked as far as a sale. Like, I'm not going to sell them all give them away but i'm not gonna sell them yeah you've had the occasional burn, um... <laughs> burn, burn um... you've had the occasional massive sweep maybe seltzered up hard seltzered up a little bit you just come in out of nowhere and just get the broom out you know just when the time is right you got to break it out but you know like sometimes Sometimes I like to just you know it's like okay if there's a little bit of a lull in action and you know, you can tell there's one wallet that has some really weak hands and that they want to, like, just unload their bags quickly. You can typically tell by their, you know, the blockchain is very public. So you can typically tell those type of guys and it's like, okay, if they've got, like, more than one and they're sitting there for several days, like, they're typically going to bring it down cheaper and cheaper. So I'm like, hell, oh, why not let it slide a little bit and I'll just scoop it up then, like, let it happen. I don't give a shit. Well, that, yeah, that's what I noticed that the one particular wallet, definitely not, you know, sell shaming here, but the one, I think LST got that red and blue gradient. He started listing all the stuff for like 0.1, then incrementally kept bringing it down, like over the next three days. And then that's when well, it came in. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's the whole thing with it too, right? Like at the end of the day, like, Hey, the guy got what he wanted, happy for the guy. He had helped for a while. Like he got his quick sale. Like, you know, he accomplished what he wanted from it and it worked out for me too. I was like, okay, I'll just stack a bunch more cheap songs. Like it is what it is, but you know, but I was the game theory. Yeah. No, hundred percent, man. The, uh, the one I was really wanting, because I can't believe I don't have one of these yet, is a damn minute chart. And he had the minute chart listed at the bottom of the bottom. And it wasn't particularly sexy in my eyes. You know, I'm I'm a fan of the gradients and the colors and areas and Bollinger's. But I'm still missing that, uh, that elusive minute chart. And then 80s comes in out of nowhere on his sabbatical and Snipes a nine trader. 
Yeah, I know, man. That's for that one. Uh, but by the way, uh, I can't see because I'm not co-hosting. But Vitin is or Vidin. That is Easelbot. Uh, it is not a, a bot bot. So well, Easel's on there. Easel. Okay. By the way, whenever he comes, yeah, yeah, Easel's on there, and I don't think he ever sent me. If he did, then I just missed it. I'm going to send him a DM right now, and I probably missed it. I never sent him his stonk from last week. Um, so I need to send that to him still because I don't know if he ever sent me his ETH address. Yeah, so I'm here. <laughs> I haven't forgotten. There we go. What's up, Ethan? Oh, this is going to be uh, my account now because I'm going to make it a little more human and try to keep the other stuff separate. How you guys doing? Um. Oh, Easel, okay, I see. Yeah, 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 you said Easel here. Easel, DM, like, I'm sending you right now, DM me your ETH address, because I don't think I ever, and correct me if I'm wrong now, but I don't think I ever sent you the uh, the stock last week. No, no, I didn't, I didn't get to, I didn't send you the address. Um, I didn't think so, I didn't think so. I'm going to send it to you. I was just double-checking. I love you, though, so, like, I'm still going to do it. Yeah, I appreciate like, I it. Forgotten. appreciate it. Thank you. You know, one of the best things about this space, though, is being able to hop on like, you know, whenever you're kicking up the market spaces or whenever I'm doing that, when it's more specific to just oh, what's happening, like price action broader or whatever, like it just immediately dives into like, you know, the seriousness. This you can just kind of lay back, be able to vibe, you know, catch up and like that's part of it. Right. And it's <laughs> it's just a completely different feel. Like, it's a relaxing way that I, I kind of find cathartic almost to be able to end the week. Anton, yeah, what's so up, man? You've had, you had your hand up for a minute. Hello, guys. Uh, I just want to ask a question if anyone can answer it or any idea. I just bought some NFTs uh, like a month ago and I was I was just checking my wallet on Fandom and I just saw the only thing that is left now on my wallet is like the transactions. Any idea what has happened? Any one of you, please? Bro, I, I have a feeling from what you're saying that you probably clicked a malicious link and it might have stolen your NFTs out of the wallet. Or, Anton, if you're using MetaMask, like, go to your OpenSea wallet address. Like, MetaMask, if you don't have auto NFT detection on, the stuff doesn't show up. No, it's not on MetaMask. It's on Phantom's uh, wallet. So, yeah. Well, I haven't checked it. I just checked it today, and, uh, like, I was wondering where are my NFTs, and just, I just saw that one, so that's why I just want to mention, see if any one of you has any idea. Maybe Solana's down. <laughs> There's also different tabs on the actual Phantom wallet, um, so I think when you open it, it just shows your account balance for, like, Solana, but if you click on one of the tabs, maybe your NFTs will show up. Uh... I don't know. Uh, they show up, but you cannot see the picture. That it, 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 you can see that there is something there in the wallet, but uh, there is no picture, for example, if I'm explaining it right. So I don't know. No idea. Hey guys, yeah, I'm sure you're fine, man. You have to. Phantom just sucks sometimes on displaying the NFT, but click through or. And if you want. Oh, sorry. 
Did I get rugged? No, you're good. Yeah, we can hear you. Um, yeah, if you want, man, send DM me like the transaction of your purchase, and then we can take a look at Soul Scan and figure out what happened if anything. Cheers, appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Hey, Calio, what is going on today? Why we are not seeing a pump, man? <laughs> Bro, I don't even know. I What's really wrong with you? What? What? Much. What have you done today? And we are not seeing a pump. Come on, man, do your best. <laughs> we need a pump on BDC now. <laughs> Hey, I'm fine with whatever, man. Like, you know, we're chilling right around 24K. It is what it is. It's going to happen. Just got to, you know, sometimes be patient and vibe out with it. Like, you know, sometimes it's better to not have that immediate gratification and get used to that. So I'm good enough with just being here and not having massive red days, exploring new lows. So this is good enough for me. What's going on, guys? Happy Friday. What's going on, Bog? Not much, man. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just uh, just chilling. It, it is. I'm looking at volume across the board. It's kind of dead, but I think we're going to get to that euphoric um, point at some point next month. Um, you know, it's slowly like picking up in like solid projects, but. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're getting there. I still need time to get some little pudgies, and I got to get some more wonkies too before um things get too ridiculous but um, i'm i'm gonna sell i'm gonna give away one of my wonkies to to a penguin that doesn't have one i'll, I'll love that yeah so if you're a penguin in here and you don't have one dm me and i'll i'll give it out by the end of the space love that man love the uh love the cross community vibes there i know flip did the same thing last week he came up and spoke and I guess it was this week officially, but like it was last week's space and I did it on Monday because I literally had zero money. Actually, now speak of the devil, Flip just joined, uh, but I gave it to him on Monday and he did that exact same thing. So I love it. Yeah, I feel like it's always like the best way to get people involved, too, because, you know, it's one of those things where once once you get like the first taste of something and you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. These people are cool. And that's just how like NFTs work. But um, I mean... These are going to take off sooner rather. I mean, sooner rather than later. Just whenever things actually get bullish, you know, it could be another year or so. But you know, it's going to happen. Um, the meme, it's going to meme itself to the top. It's it's just it will like, man. look at it. Yeah, every other community is pretty much like dead. There's like, like look at the engagement. Look at everything right now. It's just you know things are slowly kind of shifting and. You know, this community is only going to grow for the next year or so. So by then, you know, I think that's really like the focus for every solid project is to just try to be active and keep growing the community while you can. And, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. That's really the, the most you can do. Well, bro, I agree with you because here, here's my thesis, right? You know, like you said, two things are happening right now. One, there are a lot of communities that have been around that have just kind of completely fizzled out right? Like, whereas we've maintained a relative homeostasis, but actually, like, as of recently, I'd say the past couple months started to slowly, slowly pick up a little bit more traction as far as growth, right? We've had that core community that's been solid throughout the existence, and it's slowly started to, like, pick up a little bit more steam. And in the meantime, a lot of other projects that have been around from the same period of time, you like, you just don't really see or hear much, right? And 
what's going to happen is with more time, it's only going to progress to where it's worse for those type of projects that have started to die out. Right. And with this, again, like I'm in it for the vibes. I'm in it to meme it into existence, into greatness eventually. And like, you know, with that, it'll eventually happen. Right. You know, as long as the voice, as long as the voice is here, just continue to remain active and, you know, through whatever length of duration of this bear. I mean, heck, actually the way I view it is, the longer the bear market lasts, the healthier the stocks in the long run will end up being. You know, whether that's, you know, another six months or two years, like at the end of it, you know, we're going to be doing these spaces. We're going to be doing these type of things throughout the course of it. Like, you know, and there are a lot of other projects that I'm still looking at right now that may be hanging on by a thread that aren't going to last another two years. So that's the way I look at it. Even if it just ends up vibing in the price range where it is, you know, again, like the floor is not something that I've ever been worried about, right? Like it's something that I think naturally with time ends up picking up because it's, you know, the powder keg type effect where all it really takes is the right spark in the market to be able to move with it. And yeah, you know, like you said, meme itself into existence, time, consistency, like it's just a matter of when, you know, until then we just vibe out and, you know, it's what we're doing now. Dude, the thing I'd add is, you know, like the the person you just swept from, right? Like I, of course, did my gumshoe work, tried to figure out who it is, but the people who like jump into spaces and if you actually get engaged in the discord or on Twitter, just the community in general, those people stick around and they end up adding more. So, I mean, yeah, long-term. And like I've mentioned, um, you know, most of us have some sort of investing background. So absolutely fine with longer time horizons. Yeah. It's one of those things too, where like, there's just not, we all know there's no new money coming in. It's like a compound. It's it's just everything compounds on, on uh, this market and especially in the bear market. So there's no new money coming in. um, And you have people that bought higher and that that are kind of, distributing at the lows but at the same time like we only have a handful of people in the web3 space right so that's going to grow next cycle and i mean i don't want to use like shit coins or just you know that was i guess one of the things you can use as an analogy but there was it was essentially an order of magnitude higher um from 2017 to to last year to last year's bull market so i mean i don't know how big it's going to grow but if we do get that order of magnitude higher for for nfts just got a call. Sorry. But if we do get that, that uh, order of magnitude of growth, then, you know, that's just going to, we're, we're really just going to start moving. And and then where is that going to go? Right. Logically, it's going to go to just strong communities and things that are still around. Um, and a lot of these cash grabs are just, you know, they're already gone. Like 95% of them are just the liquid and they're just not coming back. Um, we just really, from a technical standpoint, I think we got to like 0.25 ETH as a top you know, people probably sell and, you know, or to the equivalent of either ETH or USD. And then once they're out, we're going to just start sending. And, you know, especially when we get that new money coming in, it's, it's really inevitable. Yeah, exactly, man. So Ram, you had your hand up. Did you want to say something? Hey, Calio. Uh, thanks for bringing me up. I just wanted to shout out uh, Rooster. He recently joined uh uh, our Panda fam, and uh, he's been super uh, helpful and, and speaking about the project with uh, a couple of the guys and in our Discord. Um, I don't know if you've talked to Icebags, but 
we have a poker tournament tomorrow between the penguins and and pandas and i don't know it would be cool if in the future we could do one with uh the wonking stocks dude i would i would love to <laughs> you know i'm down to down for that i told rooster you you missed it last week we were talking about this and i am clueless as far as getting all that set up i am not the poker guy in the room like if i'm joining poker all i'm doing is adding liquidity to be able exit liquidity <laughs> to, for somebody else like my money is going to end up in your hands um but like saying all of that i know that there are a lot of people that are active in the community like rooster that do enjoy it and that might have a little bit more skill than i have so i uh you know i I would definitely be down to help set that up that's awesome um what we're doing tomorrow it's it's like a free roll and then i guess they're giving away from the penguin side um little penguins and then little pudgies baby little pudgies little pudgies my bad and and the pandas were throw some some in there but it's a it's a free roll it's open to to the community so it's gonna be a blast 10-4 man i mean that's uh it's exciting stuff so any penguins in the audience that aren't familiar with that you should dm ram and get some more details on it i'm sure that he can uh he'd be happy to tell you a little bit more about what's going on with that since it's a uh, collab between the two communities dm rooster or DM Rooster, same thing. Follow them both. <laughs> Yo, I, I didn't know the Panda uh, Panda Penguin tourney was tomorrow, so <laughs> DMing me would not be a good idea for information on that specific tournament. <laughs> I am, however, sitting in on final table in the current Panda tournament for some raffle tickets for a board ape. Four people left. Uh, I just got screwed over with Pocket Kings, but um, still second place right now. It's my little update. Nice, love to hear it, man. You've been uh, you've been working your way up on these tables. Other than the other day, Monday was pretty funny, man. That was like a five minute in and out of it. <laughs> yeah, the Pocket dealer, Kings uh, Queen. Yeah, exactly. You know, and my Pocket Kings didn't hold up this time. I lost the Ace Queen all in pre flop good chunk of my stack but uh you know it is what it is still alive still floating and sometimes that's what it takes in those tourneys man you just got to grind your way back survival's key same thing as the bear market right like you know you just have to hold on to some shred to be able to survive um yeah man but now it's exciting stuff uh, Cube, what were you going to say earlier, man? You had something going on. I cut you off whenever I, you know, acknowledge Anton's hand, which now I see Eth Ledger's hand, so I'll let him go after you speak. Man, I don't even remember. I had the ring belt on the trampoline, and I'm putting the legs on, and the thing comes <laughs> undone, so I'm absolutely fucking furious right now, sweating my ass off. <laughs> Bro, can I tell so, you? What what the best game in the world that we used to play was, it was, like, probably the dumbest thing also. But at a buddy's house, this was, like, back in, you know, elementary school, early middle school, he had a trampoline. And then right next to it, he had a, uh, a shed. And we were able to jump up onto the shed's roof from the trampoline. But, like, there was this game that we had with a tennis ball where basically 
you bounced it off the side of the wall of the shed and it had to bounce back on the floor of the trampoline. Yeah, after it did that, then you dive to catch it and do the other. And, and like, it was extremely dangerous looking back on it. Like, thank God none of us broke or lost a limb doing it. But, you know, in the process, it was a really fun game. So that might be the next thing that you need to add is a shed for your kids to be able to jump on from the trampoline and just position it right next to it. So trampolines are absolutely amazing. Here's a fun fact. I live in a boomer neighborhood. I'm surrounded both sides of the house, 80-year-old Mary couple and uh, 78-year-old widow. Evidently, you don't look into this when you buy a house. You look at HOA bylaws. They outlaw effing sheds in your own backyard. It is Boomerville City here. Wait, outlaw sheds completely? No way. You cannot. Like, do they have it to where you don't have privacy fences? That would be the only reason I could potentially think. Because if you've got, like, a wooden privacy privacy fence, then why should it matter? Like, how is anybody going to really see? Like, how is it obstructing somebody's view? You you can have fences. Like, I'm back facing the woods, right? But, like... Yeah. Oh, uh, you peel around you. You can you get in the neighborhoods. You can see some people's houses, but dude, it's like douche canoe city. There's only like four approved paint colors. You gotta when you get a new roof, you gotta have your shingles approved by the board. It is awful, absolutely awful. But I'm still gonna put in my backyard putting green, my backyard golf course. That's <laughs> happening. So you can have the backyard like golf course. You can have the putting green, the chipping green, all that stuff, but you can't have a backyard shed. An, an outbuilding, yeah. Sex dungeon, no chance. Can't have it. Man. But well, but I digress. I'm going to go kick this trampoline's ass. But, yeah, I'll pop back up. <laughs> Sounds good, sir. All right, Heath Ledger. Yo. Heath Ledger. Yo. What's up, man? What's up, Wonky Fam? Uh, best community in the space. I uh, just wanted to – we were doing shout-outs. So I just want to do a quick shout-out to the Wonky friend. I don't think he's in here, but uh, he did a giveaway – a couple months ago uh and gave away 80s book 80s baby's book and uh i won it and uh, i let it sit on my shelf for a few months and then i was like okay i'm gonna start reading this book and i started reading it and uh yeah man it's blown me away like i can relate to a lot of his story i won't get into it i just suggest anybody that hasn't read it to pick up a copy and uh yeah it's called purality purality for those of you who don't know yeah, yeah, and I got a I got a message eighties because uh, it's been a game changer for me so far. So yeah, I just wanted to hop up here and and shout out Wonky Friend and eighties and say what up to the Wonky fam. Thanks, thanks for having me up here, bro. I, you know, first off, I appreciate that shout out because eighties deserves it. Second off, I wouldn't be surprised if eighties comes back from Peru and he's got like an entire series of novels written. And that's what he's been doing to add on to the purality, like make it a trilogy or something by the time it's all said and done with his enlightenment that he's gotten there. Because I know that he said everything's going well. He said he's enjoyed it and, you know, he's looking forward to coming back. But I know he extended his time slightly, so I'm pumped for him for that. Like, But it is funny. We all, we all joked around about that at the very beginning a month ago, and we knew that he was not coming back after one month. Like, there was zero way. So it's funny. Like, it definitely played out like that. Oh, that's great, man. That's great. I've seen the pictures, uh, the picture of Machu Picchu or whatever that he posted. So I'm glad he's having a good time. 
it's a truly inspirational uh book so yeah shout out to him and hell yeah right you want to hear something crazy a little bit off topic talking about peru so i uh i had a buddy that went recently and he went with some of his friends right and on the trip one of his friends night number one um they i i forget they were in like the capital city whatever the heck it is um and they were going out and one of his buddies got drugged um like roofied and the person that ended up roofing him like stole his wallet and his phone and used his face to unlock his phone accessed his uh coinbase account and some other stuff and was able to like by taking pictures anyway he was able to like change the password by taking pictures of his id and photoshopping his face on the id after that so now he had it unlocked he had the password changed he had all that stuff and from there you know like he the guy real recognized that he had some sketchy stuff happen to him right so he made some calls using a buddy's phone try like before they went hiking to Machu Picchu and stuff. And he made some calls and thought he had his account shut down, but obviously he did not do his full diligence because when he got back from there, he had five days of blissful ignorance. He got back and realized he had over 150 grand worth of tokens that were withdrawn by this person that ended up roofing him while he was gone. This all happened, like I said, in Peru and, he immediately flew back, canceled the next four days of his vacation. And, um, you know, just one of those shitty things. But one of those things you realize anywhere traveling, you know, I mean, if you're traveling, but also if you're at home, whatever else, like be careful, be safe. But happened in Peru. Yeah, especially if you have crypto tattoos, you got to watch out. <laughs> I'm thankful I don't have any crypto tattoos. Um, I stick purely to, uh, I don't have anything. I was trying to think of like, what would be the most ridiculous thing I can say right now? And I couldn't think of anything. So shit out of luck. Dude, I'm going to be so screwed. Like I had a bet cause I didn't think it was going to happen last year. I'm like, Oh, if penguins get to a 10 floor, I'm going to get my, uh, penguin tattooed on my ass. And it looks like I'm going to probably have to do that. I'm a man of my word. I'm not going to back down in the um, next month. If wonky stones get to to ten ETH, I'll get one on my other cheek. So that's a motivation for you guys. So, Bob, the question you mean when? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I said yeah. I said yeah. When? The question is, uh, which penguin and which uh, stonk are you going to pick? Like, what kind of pattern are you looking at? I should be a guppy. Do you have a guppy bug? I don't think I have a guppy, but I will have to purchase one, uh, preferably before they get to a tiny floor, because then it's going to be like a hundred e for guppies, and might be a little bit yeah. out of range. But I think I'm going to get the hot dog penguin. I have the one of one. I don't know if I'm going to get the fishing rod too. That's that's a lot. That's a little bit too much. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll figure out the wonky. At, you know, as we get closer. I'm going to get the God candle tatted on my junk. The God candle? Well, we got to see the God candle first. Amen to that. Hey, I wanted to, uh, thanks for having me up, Kai. I wanted to respond to something that Boggs said earlier about no new money coming in. 
So something that's not been talked about much lately, um, and a lot of you don't know who I am. Um, I've been in crypto since uh, for a few years now. I'm a solution architect on the Salesforce platform. Salesforce is releasing the Salesforce NFT cloud in October, which is going to onboard both commercial and public sectors. So uh, with that coming out, there's, there's going to be quite a bit of new money coming in, not right away because everybody's still in the RFI stage. Uh, but we're seeing uh, a tremendous uptick in RFIs and our pipeline. I, I work for one of the big four. And right now, that's that's pretty much all the industry is is talking about are, uh, you know, how can we pivot over and, and launch this new vertical with NFTs with our products? How do we create those virtual experiences? So I would venture to say that, that you know, pilots will start going out in the next 120 days or so. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to see some new money coming. That's interesting stuff, man. Interesting stuff. Yeah. And, and I did, I did, yeah. And I didn't pull it out of my ass. I mean, you guys can all go and, and check it out. It's Salesforce NFT. And if you're not familiar with uh, Salesforce, uh, you know, they they represent over 70 percent of all digital experiences online. Well, we'll see, man. I mean, you know, it'll be it'll be kind of like watching how the GameStop NFT platform continues to evolve and what they do with it, because. I, I'm really curious to see whether that actually maintains traction itself. I, I kind of have a hard time seeing how it continues to because, you know, you think about it, like it generated a decent amount of volume pretty quickly, but they're all just selling to themselves, right? It's a bunch of GameStop degen that came on there and they're all just dumping on each other. Like, where's the new blood coming in from? Because they're not... You know, if it's GameStop exclusive NFTs, basically NFTs that have launched with them that are being sold on that their platform, like where is their market for new blood? How are they doing that? I don't see it. But... So we, we don't have anything active going on in the NFT space for, for GameStop, but we do have uh, several projects that are in the incubation stage with uh, Tops, Fleer, Marvel, um, and what they're looking to do is to, to digitize and create NFTs uh, as a replacement to what most all of us grew up on, you know, well, physical, tangible trading. Just, to, just tell them not to go the Top Shot model because Top Shot shot themselves in the foot big time. Yeah. Yeah, we're, with the overabundance of supply, like that that would be my recommendation too. Like, I feel like a lot of these different companies, they think because of their mass reach that they're able to start off with a mass supply, right? They're like, well, you know, if these apes over here can do 10,000 or 30,000 or, you know, 40,000 supply or 140,000 supply, when you look at their entire ecosystem, like, you know, we can do even more than that, right? Because, like, we're Marvel, and we've got the backing of the entire world and credibility behind us. And, like, that's kind of bullshit because you might have that backing and you might have that brand awareness and reputation, 
but you still have to like prove it within a new space, right? It's just one of those things where, you know, like if all of a sudden I went over and I started just sharing, um, you know, like spreads on different games and saying, okay, I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to start picking whatever and like, you know, be this god at sports betting. I would have zero credibility right off the bat. I would get zero attention, zero engagement, zero drawing from that because that's just not what my audience is. And I think it's the same thing with some of these larger companies. They have mass audiences. So like the odds that somebody in their audience is also involved in NFTs is there. But like still the majority of their audience that are the diehards, they have to convince to be able to completely on board to the NFT side of things. And that's not as easy as it sounds. So yeah, I, I think you kind of nailed it there where it's just, you got to start a little bit slower. And I think if they can have the patience to know that, okay, like we're not going to dump a ton into this yet. We're just going to start small with it and our work our way up, you know, slowly. That's the way to do it because you really get one shot at this almost for these larger corporations. Like if you fuck it up right off the get go and you try to go too fast with it, you know, when we're really in the upswing here in a couple of years, you've lost your shot at credibility. So you've got to do it slow, steady in the right way. So a hundred percent. And the thought leadership that we're providing to our clients is to start off with the limited edition approach, because if you only have, let's say, for sake of argument, 10,000 products that you're offering to 100,000 people, you're obviously going to be able to to in- increase your gains on, on that type of transaction as opposed to having 100,000 products and 10 million buyers. And so what we're encouraging them to do is to take the pilot approach, start off with your limited editions, right? So, you know, let's say it's a LeBron rookie card NFT don't put 5,000 of them out there, put a hundred out there, let the market absolutely lose its mind and, and just slowly and gradually expand outward and, and focus more on the strategic side of marketing as opposed to, well, let's, let's just push a bunch of crap out there like the dollar store and we'll just wait for people to trickle in for it. That's, that's not really that, that, that type of approach doesn't work in this space. You, you've got to, You've got to keep it limited um, because that's what that's what's going to bring the biggest draws that that so, we're finding in, in the research that we've done. If anybody else on here has any thought leadership to share to uh, contrast that, please reach out and talk to me, because, again, these are active conversations that we're having with clients. Mac, uh, shoot me an ad on Twitter. I'll message you. I don't know how familiar you are with the like I was with NBA Top Shot, not with them. Uh, very early adopter of NBA Top Shot, and pretty much exactly what you just described is what they did, and then they over flooded the market, and now the shit's not worth anything. Exactly. So I'd be, yeah, I'd be happy to, yeah, chat with you or or hops on a on a space sometime somewhere. But yeah, yeah let's talk. Absolutely. Thank you for that. So anyway, the the point of bringing it up, uh, just you know, uh, just just raise some awareness to it and. And again, I encourage you guys to learn about Salesforce. For those that don't know, uh, Salesforce is the most dominant in uh, SaaS and, and, and uh, platform as a service for every major brand name 
all around the world. So yeah, we're late into the year. Once uh, projects start rolling out, all of the major pushes to production uh, in our space and consulting go live between Jan and Feb. Uh, so that's when I really expect to see uh, a, a lot of uh, results to start impacting the market. So regardless of what kind of price action we're seeing today, um, Polygon, Solana, when it, whenever it stays up, um, you know, those are, are two of the more favored uh, underlining um, NFT chains that, that these guys are looking at. So, you know, um, that's a great point you guys brought up. And, and for me, I got a little input with that. I'm a little hesitant with, uh, with all of that going on because it, I feel like the way the crypto space is as all well, NFTs are attached to it, right? They're part of crypto. And there's a huge pushback um, from the other side as to, like, you know, we are scams over here. Um, and, and so if you're looking at it as uh, mass adoption and stuff, I feel like there, there needs to be a different course taken on how that's achieved than just making... Uh, you know, all stuff into NFTs. I mean, I th I think that'll be pretty cool, right? Um, but it's just the market is not mature enough yet to have that sentiment that you know, pump and dump, and everybody go back to four. And the NFTs, unfortunately, get dragged along with that. Yep, totally agree. And and we hear that objection from clients almost in every conversation that, that we attend where somebody, uh, one of the stakeholders is asking, well, from what we've learned, this all seems like a scam. And, you know, while you can sit there and argue and address all of the concerns and, and objections that are lifted, um, at, at the end of the day, what I think is really healthy for this space is that you do have a powerhouse like Salesforce uh, stepping in to help uh, create that narrative that I personally think this space so desperately needs because, you know, I mean, let's, let, let's face it, you know, it's, we can't rely on the Mike Alfreds of the world to come up with the narrative that we need to help usher in this, this next wave of adoption because the, the skill set necessary to achieve the message that's really going to hit home with the target audience it is not going to come from the Mike Alfreds of the world. I'm sure he's a great guy, but he doesn't have the track record that that some of these other brands have. So, you know, that's that's where I get a, a, a lot of my optimism about this space is that Salesforce is is stepping in to take a big charge. And, and I've been working with them for 22 years now. So, yeah. And, and who knows? I could be wrong. They could come in and fuck it all up. And, you know, we're back here joining Kai's space for a wonky stock. Who knows? I wouldn't bet on that, though. Oh, well, I guess we'll see, right? If anything, tell them to buy wonkies, man. That's a safe bet. <laughs> yeah, I'll text Parker Harris right now and, and, and tell him to, to stock up. <laughs> you know, I think uh, as to bring the masses in like i understand the approach 
but also I think uh the the group that's already in crypto there there will be a pushback from uh this group too um because they're you kind of need to get into the space and like show that your interest in the technology and, and the whole thing like part of the culture kind of um before you get the support from this side uh, I think that's going to be also something. I don't know if they even care about it, right? Because obviously the masses out there are huge. But um, that is also to think about, you know, uh, coming in as a purely, uh, you know, setting up a business model and like trying to, a lot of the companies will try to profit off of this uh, just by offering an image of something that we already see a, a thousand times for some money. Um, you know, that is, that is something that I'm hesitant on, but like I said, I think it, the, some sort of, if you look into what NFTs can really be, um, uh, and they manage to build some utility and I'm not talking about none of that people crying about, Oh, what's a utility or not, but just make it fun. Um, that might be enough, but then again, it's, it's a numbers game for a lot of the, the big guys. Right. So, you know, Salesforce is very inclusive around culture, and, and I think that they're going to entertain every aspect of it outside of the degen aspect of, of this culture. They're they're not going to participate in that. They're going to be they're going to use that horsepower to focus on, uh, you know, the, the business side. You know, how how can we capitalize this? How can we leverage, um, you know, because frankly, what, what they're most interested in is the smart contract capability, you know, being able to onboard FinTech into that type of experience as opposed to, you know, the AS 400s and Cobalts that they're, believe it or not, still running on uh, as their backbone today. Uh, as far as the art and, and that side of the culture of NFTs, uh, they will absolutely embrace that. That actually runs uh, in parallel to how their culture has functioned for the last 20 plus years now. Uh, but as far as like the DGEN side of it, you know, like uh, the, the kumquat in NFTs or whatever that nonsense is that they're not going to touch that stuff. They'll, they'll purposely. The dick butts, baby, the dick butts. Dick butts. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we see where the dick butts got us. I mean, we got monkeypox now because of it. So, you know. Bro, but I mean, like, you know, the funny thing is the dick butts chart actually looks incredible. <laughs> like, it That's actually really? looks like it looks like one of the more bullish NFTs out there right now is the crazy thing, you know, because I guess, I guess it's so ridiculous and so memeable that it still gains some traction. And that's sometimes what it takes. That's hilarious. I, I just I love the irony there that dick butts are bullish during monkeypox. That's dude. I, I, imagine I, like I, imagine trying to walk up to somebody and telling them like, "What's your?" <laughs> you know, they ask you, "What's your current investment thesis?" And well, it's like you know, my current investment thesis is you know they're dick butts. Uh, these really <laughs> cute penguins, um, and then stock. But I mean, like, not actually stock, like pictures of stocks, like just JPEGs of them, um, you know, and like that's that's financial freedom. And, and like, imagine, like, <laughs> like you're, you're being a hundred percent serious, but 
you know, like the other person, the average person, how can they listen to that and take you serious? I, I would, I would treat them like a New Yorker on the subway and just get the fuck away from them. That's exactly what I would do. Like, all right, this, this guy's on a lot of acid, probably like an unhealthy dose. I need to I need to put some distance between us. Uh, I feel like the longer the, you're in crypto, like the more you just accept like the ridiculousness, like the more like you're invested, you, there is no investment thesis. It's like you just see like what the, the meta is and you just try to be first. If you're not first, you're last. I felt that way until I started following Gainsey. And now that I see his post, like I'm just mind fucked like half a dozen times a day. You just got to go off your like gut feeling. I don't know how to, you can't listen to anyone. You got to just see like, why, why do people like this? Like, and, and just see, like, look at Kaleo. Like, I mean, he's patient. He looked at the pudgies. I was incessant on, like, I was shilling pudgies for like a year. Um, And then, you know, he, and it's not like he missed anything because we haven't really even took off. So, but I mean, we, we stayed around. So it's just one of those things where, you know, you gotta be you gotta be patient. You have to like you can't rule out something because it's ridiculous as an as as an investment or something. If you're even you know if you're just trade like you're you're uh you know just scalping or whatever you're doing like whatever your strategy is like you well, just I can't. Mean, I, yeah. I grew up in the '80s and watched a guy start selling a pet rock to the entire world and turned himself into a millionaire and and that taught me to be a total sociopath when it comes to investments. Like, you know, I'll be candid with you. I don't care if you guys, you know, want to buy a street sign for a million dollars. If I can get my hands on one for five bucks, I'm going to flip it. So, you know, I just I don't have any personal attachment to this stuff. I think it's all pretty cool and neat. I think some things are, you know, a bit eyebrow raising. But, you know, at the end of the day, who am I to judge? Because I'm not there for that. I'm there for the flip. I feel that, man. Like, you know, I I think there's a healthy balance of that within any ecosystem, right? Like, you've got to have people that are, and and like, honestly, with any level of investment, you know, even if, say, there's a project that you believe in, once it reaches, like, a price point that you're, you know, you're not really comfortable saying that if I don't take any profit here, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing myself a service. Like, if it's life-changing for you, you should do it. Right. Like, you know, and it, it, it's it's like the rational, reasonable thing to do. And it doesn't yeah. mean that you have to, like, say that you're, you know, you, you hate the community and you're done with it. Right. And Like, I think community shouldn't interpret it as that. It's something that I think that, like, that's a natural part of the progression of any investment that you make. And, you know, it, it's it is what it is. And, you know, whether you're in it on that side of it or whether you're in it purely for the flip. Like the liquidity is part of what makes robust markets um, efficient. And, um, you know, looking at like what Boggs said earlier, like the Pudgies, for instance, dude, I've sat around, like watched everybody meme about it for years within the community, like Bogfather and Yakimit, especially trying to get me to um, hop on. And, you know, it just became one of those things where eventually, you know, A, it took me a while to really, really, dive in and believe in the nft side of things but then b i I just i didn't want to buy the peak of any market right and when you're talking about buying the peak of a market like we were in peak euphoria for a long time i'd say really all the way up through spring you know through the ape uh, um whatever the land 
launch. Um, why am I blanking on the other side deeds? And, you know, it's the whole NFT market is kind of, you know, eased a bit since then. So from there, you know, it was looking at, okay, what are communities that are still active that have been around for a while? And then again, looking at charts, like, you know, if you believe in charts in one asset, like you should believe in charts and NFTs also. So, you know, it's a combination of looking fundamentally at the activity and what they have going on, but also technically at like, does if this were just a random shit coin, would I buy it as well? So, you know, it's a combo of both things that kind of led toward that, but it's not something that necessarily has to happen overnight, right? I think a lot of the time, you know, when you're talking about the NFT space and we are talking about something new in general, you know, it might take a little bit more time to be able to understand it. And it, you know, might take a little bit of time to reach like a price level that you're comfortable with getting into it. Personally, like I would prefer to get in something when it's considered still relatively mon- not mundane, but boring rather than try to buy in during the peak of the hype and, you know, just hope it keeps going up. Right. Like I'd rather be a part of the momentum, you know, than I would be, you know, the stop to the momentum at the end of it. 100 percent. And, and that's that, that's where we're at right now uh, from from my point of view at work is, you know, we're, we're in that boredom stage where clients are, are, you know, asking very fundamental questions to understand, OK, well, what is blockchain? What is crypto? What, what is an NFT? What is an XYZ? You know, they're, they're they're at a very, very early stage, but they also have one percent of their overall budget to go towards tech development and I would say over 90% of our clients it's, I mean, NFT is, is the top of our pipeline right now. Um, and, and they just, and they want to move quickly. I mean, just like everything else in this space, you know, they, they want to design it right now and have it tomorrow. And some of them can afford to get it tomorrow. Some of them can't, we have to drag them out over several months. Um, but you know, some of the predominant players in this space, um, you know, the, the tops, the Fleers, the Disney's, um, you know, they, they can afford to do it. Target is also, uh, showing a lot of heavy interest in NFTs and also creating that VR shopping experience where their stores will essentially just become warehouses. That's, that's their internal goal that the consumer shopping experience is uh, hosted from the sofa or, or, you know, from home where you don't have to come to the store where you can have that VR experience. Your receipt is an NFT. Uh, if you want to buy trading cards, those trading cards should be NFTs. So we're, we're seeing a lot of cross-pollination between the clients where they're wanting to partner together to say, hey, okay, here's, here's our roadmap, here's our vision and requirements so this is where we see you playing a role here. And a lot of those other clients are, are coming to the table for the conversation. So within 12 months, we're going to see some very radical changes in this space. And hopefully, you know, we can, we can get them on a path to success where they don't step in and just, you know, to the earlier point that uh, I think it was Vatin made is, you know, don't come in and saturate the market with all this crap. Like, you know, give us a, a, a trickle effect. And and I think we'll get there. 
Dude, I think you made a couple of good points, and I think it's really two things with crypto and why I think we're all here and why we love it. It's that you have the network effect is one, you know, as we continue to grow. Like, look at, I'm sure, I think Kaleo said this earlier, but look at, like, all these major companies that you mentioned, all these these new, uh, you know, these big companies creating their own marketplaces. Like, that wouldn't have happened in 2018. Like, last market, we were just completely dead. Oh, God. I, I do, there's, like, you know, adoptions if you want to call adoption, whatever it's, it's happening faster, but at the same time, you know, this space moves so fast that it's, there's, it's always going to be like a lagging kind of thing where, you know, like now they're even, they're trying to start, you know, like they're, they're still like talking about like what's, what's the security or not with shit coins and regulation around that. And, you know, it's been, it's still like the wild west essentially, even though, you know, it's definitely matured from the beginning, but it's still kind of in a wild west period. But with NFT, as long as there's something to disrupt, you know, there's there's value to be made in crypto. So, you know, with artists and artists with with Web3 and who knows what's going to be the next thing, real estate, whatever it is. It's like, you know, it, it the skill is really just finding out like what clicks and having that long term conviction, even when it's like at the dog shit days where it's just like completely dead. There's no one around. Um, you know, you, you got to just stick around and just hope that, you know, your bags will eventually pump and you get better as at it as you you know the more experience you have um but it's just one of those things where you just have to have some sort of sense of like like realism with yourself and you you can't like you know delude yourself because there's times where you know you're not going to hit on everything but um it it, yeah it's it's definitely going to be around nfts are going to grow whether you know people like them or not and i i just see the sim the same like kind of cope and arguments made against it with like, you know, kind of being with delving into crypto in like 20, early 2017 with shitcoins. It's, you know, you know, things, you know, markets rhyme, but you know, it's never the same, but I think you can kind of see that. Do you know? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tim. Okay. So (laughs) the, the, the whole thing with the NFTs, right. And like what we are going through now and like some of these NFTs being crazy expensive, I feel like in the future that will still happen, but like the space, uh, in order to succeed, like you need to be able to buy a $10 NFT without paying more than a dollar in fees, you know? Um, and, and as some people might think that the grow is going to come where all these NFTs are all going to be worth millions of dollars. Uh, I think it's going to be more like when utility comes and like some other stuff that we buy now for ten dollars, we can buy it on the web for ten dollars um, on, you know, the blockchain, and uh, grow on that side. I think not a lot of people are talking about it in that way. You know, because it's all, it's all focused on on collections. Um, but that is, I feel like that separates completely from what NFTs are now and what they'll be then. Um, and I think that's important to make a distinction of what we're going through right now. And what eventually it will be used for. Uh, I don't think yeah. it's going to be, you know. I, I, I think I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Um, I don't know why you can't have both, though. I think this is essentially just the first iteration of NFTs, where you know, yeah, we have collections like this is like the foundation, and it's always going to have re- like retained value because of that, right? Like you're like this is like one of the first OG things you can do. I do agree that you know at some point it is going to, the price point is going to have to go down. And if, you know, if you're kind of looking at what smarter projects are doing, they're tapping into the, the web two aspect of, you know, look at like, yeah, I'm going to show the pudgies, but they're doing it the right way. They're, they're going to create toys. You know, they're doing all these 
things. I mean, you know, there's going to be a mobile game in the pipeline, but just ways to onboard people. And it's kind of like a brand. Like if you're scaling a brand, they're doing it to, to try to get more people on board, especially with, uh, with the, what they're doing in social media, their Instagram, like it, it's, you, you have to slowly kind of change the narrative too, because NFTs are so hated right now. And, you know, just, I remember trying to get people and, you know, I'm sure if you were around in 2017, you were just trying to talk to people and you just seemed like a Jehovah's witness and you're just <laughs> like, Oh, Hey man, like this is like the next big thing Buy fucking Walton chain. Like look at these master nodes. And obviously, you know, like, that that didn't pan out but uh, you know some shit coins you know like DeFi stuff came through and you know you made you know a good amount of money but you know if you're a late adopter like yeah i do agree that like you're going to have these cheap nfts and if you're talking about skins and video games whatever the experience is where you want to have some kind of ownership like that'll be there but i think it's just a separate market and you know i'm not we're not expecting you know like there's only a handful of like high net worth individuals that have like that risk tolerance that are going to come into this space and they're going to like you know drop all that money on so i I don't think it's going to you know we're not i'm not really blindly expecting that but i think people are going to slowly come around and realize like with the projects that do succeed there's kind of something there within the community um that they're going to tap into that's not you know we don't really even know what that is yet because this is you know we're still in the the pfp part like that you know there's going to be like mass like an, a mass onboarding where things are affordable. So I do agree with you, but I think you could have a bit of both. Uh, I completely agree. I completely agree with that. Um, I was just saying that when we talk about mass adoption, you know, that they will probably lean more towards outside than having a bunch of people just trying to come in and pump our bags um, that are not already here. So, you know, that that side of the NFTs, I think, like you say, is going to be a complete different market, and we are too early to tell what this is going to end up being. Um, but when I think about mass adoption, like I said, I think about complete different than what we're going through right now. I don't think you can keep communities as pure and as fun with a bunch of people coming in. I think that'll be lost. So I think it's nice to be part of some right now and enjoy it um, because I. This I don't think this is the way it's going to be. You know, it'd be completely, completely different. So I, I was on I was on the rails with you up until the last comment about the risk of communities being lost. So these communities are going to have to step up with a strong community manager to keep the communities intact as these products grow. Um, and, and that will help to thwart it. Um, but you raised an earlier uh, point um, about, you know, if, if this is going to go mainstream, then you can't have a $10 NFT where you've got to pay $20 worth of gas just to be able to get it because your, your average everyday consumer um, is, they're not going to go for that. I mean, it's, it's already a hurdle in some product owners' minds of, well, how do we convince somebody to pay for something that they'll never be able to put their hands on? And, you know, while that's arguable and we don't need to go there, uh, the, the point that you make is, is, paramount because and, and, and I've had a lot of stakeholders raise the same objection. Well, you know, I've gone out on my own. I like NFTs. I like the, the board apes and the XYZs, but I don't buy them because I have to pay half of what I'm already spending just to be able to get the thing for gas or processing fees or whatever it is. So how do we create stage gates and, and, and regulate that where we don't pass that cost off to the customer 
Um, so that's where, you know, the polygons and some of the alternative chains with lower fees are coming into the discussion of, okay, here's how we can mitigate that scenario. You know, every, every consumer in the world is used to buying product plus tax. So they're trying to find, we're, we're working with them to try and find a way of how we present it in that fashion, as opposed to, you know, throwing it on them. Well, here, you've got to pay the gas fee and the gas fee is the price to pay for not having to have CEOs and, you know, all of the, the rigmarole that's involved in, in some of the models that exist today. So if anybody has, uh, has any, any knowledge on, um, you know, low fees or, or methods or processes that are worth taking a look at. I'd, I'd love to have a conversation and, and pick your brain about it. I thought you made an interesting, interesting point too about like, you know, community dilution. And I think it's just one of those things that's kind of bound to happen, but I don't like look at the, the derivatives of all these projects too. I mean, with the apes, especially, you know, that you have so many people that want to be part of something, but they can't afford it. Um, and it's just kind of like the way you deal with that, you know, like I think they're kind of more, they, they, they're kind of really exclusive and they're treating it like a luxury good, but you know, there's going to be other projects like they're, that's their niche and other, you know, if you're another project, like with the little pudgies, there's 20, I mean, the apes have that too, but, uh, the same supply, but it's one of those things where, you know, there, you can probably dilute through some kind of other NFT or some other way to, you know, to be part of the brand if you really want to grow it. I think, you know, the apes, like, they're never going to do that because that's that's their thing. But other, you know, other projects, like, I'm sure that there's going to be some kind of successful, like, mass percent NFT. I just don't know what that's going to be or what that looks like yet. Yeah, so I, I think we're going to see a lot of mass-produced NFTs. Uh, we've got uh, a very large account with Marvel, and Marvel is probably the most enthusiastic uh, above all of the clients that, that we work with about the NFT space because they want to and, – and, and you're going to see a lot of these companies play the green card, right? We're, we're trying to be uh, eco-friendly and, and we're moving over from printed materials to NFTs. So, you know, a, a lot of the conversations taking place there are, well, let's move our trading cards over to NFTs. Let's, and, and all of the, the various upgrades that you can get, right? So, you know, different battle tools and, and whatever the hell. Um, and then also moving their entire graphic novel off of print over to NFTs. Now, from a business point of view, that that makes a lot of sense. But another angle to that is that it also increases the value of the hard copy materials. So they're not going to fully exit that space. They're just going to produce more limited quantities on the, the physical printed items than what they're currently doing today, uh, which, you know, for anybody that's still holding comic books, do not let those things go. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, we're going to see, I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm glad to be alive right now and, and have knowledge about this space and have money invested. I'm not taking profits for at least 10 years on, on anything that I've got at all. Anyway, 
Calio, I got to run. Guys, thanks for the chat. I got to run here and meet a client. Um, but uh, but appreciate the talk, and, and I'll follow up with you guys. Stay cool. Yeah, no problem at all, man. Um, I'm trying to – I'm a, getting my giveaway thing set up right now, trying to pull in all the retweets and listeners and trying to get that sorted right now. So if you're in here and you're listening and you followed the rules and, um, you know, you're – I guess it, you still got like about probably a few minutes left to retweet it all. I, I realized I never pinned it up here, but you know, I am doing a giveaway for a couple stunks. Um, so here in the next few minutes, I'm going to go ahead and give those out. Like I said, I'm compiling right now, all the names, getting everything together. And then I'm going to do the picker um, here in a minute. And when I do that picker, I'm going to confirm that you guys are in here. And if you're in here, then great. You know, we'll uh, give them away to you. And if you're not, then, you know, you're shit out of luck, honestly. Sometimes that's how it goes, though, you know. Rooster, are you playing? Oh, James, what's going on, man? <laughs> what's up, guys? Um, I, sorry if this has already been asked, but do you guys know how Yakimit got started with pairing the stonks and the penguins? Was that, like, an idea that he came up with? Bro, somebody else give the Yakimit story because the Yakimit, Yakimit's a legend. Rooster, I feel like you or Cube could do a good job of this. Yeah, I don't know exactly how it started, but Yakimit, he created a couple mashups um, that weren't, I think his first two or a few weren't uh, a combination between projects. And then, you know, a lot of the community was thinking, oh, this would be a great way to be able to display two projects. Um, Stonks work, you know, perfect as a background. And then, uh, you know, Yakimit was just the one everyone started going to from the very beginning. And he's just refined his craft and uh, has just been excelling at it ever since. It's not just the Penguin thing. I mean, he's mashed up Tom Brady, the Matrix, uh, the Miami Heat. Um, he's mashed up. Go to, the, go to hit the banner on his page, and you can, like, zoom in on a bunch of the mashups that he's done. At this point, I think he said I, – I, I'm, I'm, I got him working on a mashup for me right now, and I think he's, like, 350 mashups. And so it's, like, been anything from – your personal interests or some funny shit or mashing it with other NFT projects. Like I had him do LeVar Burton from reading rainbow <laughs> on a moving average ribbon I had back in the day. So yeah, Yakima's a, he, Yakima's a legend. Man, those things. Sorry, I'm cool putting springs well. on this goddamn trampoline right now. It's miserable guys. Cause I sent uh, to my buddy, I sent a, a little pudgy and then like a, a few weeks later I showed him the stonks and he wasn't really feeling it. And then when I sent him the mashup, I mean, he, you know, I, it was about a quarter of an ETH for the one and one. And, uh, and sure enough, two days later, he called me up. He's like, Hey, can you send me the link to those? And the, the mashups he does are cool as shit, man. Yeah. Yakimit's been, uh, the mashup legend forever. If you actually go in our discord, um, we have a channel just for his mashups. So you can just, you know, scroll through those and enjoy all of the ones that he's done. All right, cool. I will. Thanks, guys. 
Yeah, for sure. And Kaleo, I know you, I heard you about to ask about uh, how I was doing in poker. Um, I was, yeah. <laughs> guy ends up flopping, and flop means, you know, the first three cards that come out. Four of a kind on me, one place out of the money. So uh, I got knocked out. <laughs> no. Yeah, and if you want to know the odds of flopping four of a kind, it's about one in 3,333. So That's I got painful, man. That's really painful. Yeah, it'd be what it'd be, though. Wait, what? <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> Uh, he was, was he loaded? Was he loaded? Uh, <laughs> did, yeah, he was he loaded with the pocket? Did was he pocket pair pre-flop or was it three of a kind? Yeah, no, he had uh, he had pocket fours. I had ace queen. Uh, I raised, I three bet right, so it's probably about a third of his stack. Um, I three bet. He calls me. He just calls pre-flop, or it comes out four four ace. So I table top pair, right, with a queen kicker. And um, he checks it. So obviously I think he probably either has king thing or if he has an ace, uh, I'd probably outkick him. So I see bet about 50% pot. Uh, he just calls me. So, again, I'm still thinking he's slow rolling me on the pocket fours. He had already – he had made quads by this time. Oh, yeah, you're uh, dead. You're yeah, he he's slow rolling me on the pocket fours, and um, I think a jack comes out right. I still got top pair, top kicker, uh, and so I just he raises me all in, and I was like, okay, whatever, and then he flops quads, and I was like, all right, thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was like, thanks, bro. One spot out of the money uh, for the board ape raffle, but I'll win some others. Gosh, man, I hate to hear it. Um, okay, by the way, I've got the first winner. First winner is E. Charles. I've still got one more to give away, but E. Charles, I'm going to DM you. There and you go. I, if you send me your ETH address, I will shoot you that stomp. Uh, and make sure to join the Discord also. Come check out the vibes there. But congratulations. Let's go. Congratulations. Sid is the only penguin to message me saying that he doesn't have a wonky. So I'm assuming either you all have wonkies already, but if not, uh, shoot me a shoot me a DM and I'll do a little raffle. A couple people might have missed it uh, earlier in the space too. So if you want to let the newcomers in know what you're doing, that might be yeah, might get a little more for sure. So yeah, if you're a penguin in here and you don't have a wonky stomp, just DM me and and uh, I'm giving one away. Looks Sorry, like Flip, Flip Dragon's got Flip Drago Drago's got his hand up. Flip, what's up, sir? Hey, how's it going? Uh, just want to come up, play on stop by, and say that that leopard's that pink leopard skin looks really good on you, bro. I actually kind of like it. You know, like I like the vibes of like. You know, because it kind of just reminds me of this chill boomer that is just, you know, like, he's kind of said F it, 
he's just vibing like you know he's whatever happens happens you know he's growing the beard he's got the oh what do you call him the the lay oh why am i blanking yeah yeah it's a lay yeah it's a lay yeah he's got the lay like you know it's just it it, kind of fits so i uh, i've grown to like it more and more i really have like it's just kind of matches my vibe right now. Yeah, you're just a boomer on a fishing trip in Hawaii. That's that's what you're feeling. That's it. Right now. <laughs> that's exactly. Dude, what I, I'm I realize right too. Now. Like now you now that you have the hexagon, you won't have any like like poser bots that are you know like they can't they can't pose as you because now you're your penguin and everyone knows that. <laughs> you know that is true. Like you can't have a poser with the hexagon or they're going to have to do a lot more work to pose. Right. I was gonna because say they would have to mint, they would have to mint the picture. <laughs> they would have to mint the JPEG and then, you know, but the thing is, I, I think there are only a certain number of supported collections that you can do anyway. So if it's not part of a supported collection, I still don't think that you could end up doing it. So like, yeah, they got, they got to make it a, for verified collections. I think for this, yeah, I think it'll definitely trim it down. Uh, but then we won't be able to mint our own mashups and then display them as a hexagon. Because I've been considering that uh, minting my PA Guppy mashup that I'm rocking right now uh, and using it as a hexagon. But honestly, going to take that away. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I do know this though. I am gonna. I am going to scoop up here soon. I've still got more, like a few more penguins to add before I'm done in this, this area, because it just like, I don't know, man, as long as they're in this price range, like, dude, I'll stick to what I said. I really think it's one of those things where, you know, like, Hey, if I can stack in this range and, you know, maybe sell half around like the 20 ETH area, um, whenever that happens in the next year, like, you know, that's fine with me and just keep the other half to vibe into the bull run good enough right like you know i'm not i'm not trying trying to be too greedy maybe maybe i'll sacrifice a penguin or two at 10 ETH just to like say that okay i'm not <laughs> i am not like calloused to profits but um we'll see I, I mean again like i just think anywhere under three ETH right now is just like a, a no-brainer as far as stacking some more and and then we'll see like we'll see how it all turns out, and it's one of those things again where, you know, one one play, one big big play at a time, and you know, we'll we'll go from there. And then uh, you know, of course, I'll continue to stack all the stocks that I can, as long as people will keep paper handing them like they did yesterday. <laughs> you heard that the Kaleo stock buyback program is in full effect. There is no recession. <laughs> There is no NFT recession. Yeah, if you want some liquidity, well, actually, no, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. But uh, I see we got Lucky on stage. How's it going, man? What's up, man? I jo- I joined because I heard about your uh, your bad beat. I got I got knocked out in twelve. I was playing the same tournament. I uh, I go all in pre flop just because I, I have like a thousand. I'm on like a thousand back, and dude calls me with. Pocket sixes. I have Ace King, and I flop trips, and he hits his uh six on the river to oh, knock so it out. Oh, yep. man. Yep, yep, oh. yep. 
I, I won both of them yesterday, though. You won both yesterday? Yeah, I got first place in the, the first one, and I got second place in the second one. So nice, congrats. Before today, I was uh, going in with a new strategy on the new platform. It was a very loose and aggressive strategy, which seemed to not pan out well at all. So I switched it up today and then got knocked out fourth on quads. So Rooster, I believe you mean it didn't pan out. Thank you, dad <laughs> joke of the day. Yeah, nice one, Cube. Yeah, I'm just making lunch here. Uh, you be done just a little bit. Do you know about you know about the pudgy game we're playing tomorrow? No, actually, uh, Ram came up and talked about that a little bit. Could you uh, give more information on that? I did not know that was happening tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're playing. So it's at three p.m. Eastern. We're it's the pandas versus pudgy. So if anyone thinks they're uh, you know. Once a play, I guess they can go through the pudgy. I get, they can go through Burko, but I think there's a bounty on him and Ice Bags. They're both playing, and first place gets three little pudgies and three pandas. Second place gets two pudgies, two pandas. Third place gets uh, third place and fifth get one of each. So, so this isn't the this is the official one, not the qualifier. Yeah, tomorrow's the official one. So. We're we're gonna get our hundred in our Discord, and then uh, anyone that wants to win, you know, a little penguin or a panda can play tomorrow. Nice. I'm. Uh, oh, that's gonna be cutting it really close for me. I got work at four. My time starts at one. Um, I'm I'm definitely gonna play. I'm gonna sit in. Uh, probably end up being a little bit more aggressive <laughs> just to try and knock some people out and make it a shorter game. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna try and make the full game tomorrow. Hopefully, I see you at the final table. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, I'm giving away two because I only got two DMs, so I'm not gonna make someone you know, guess between one and five or something dumb. So, uh, Babs, <laughs> and, Babs, and uh, Sid, congrats! Welcome to the Wonky Fam. Love it, love it. And I just sent E. Charles his. I've got one more I'm going to give away here in a bit. I'm running the uh, running it right now. So we'll see here in just a little bit who gets the second one from mine today. So what's up? What's up with the recession? Are we redefining the meaning? Um, according to, to the meaning? Hey, there so, is no recession. There is no bear market. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there the new definition of a bear market is every it, the your uh thing has to be down 99%. Kaleo, the the two times I've talked to you in the spaces, the first one was called the bulls are back and the second one was called, called survive survival at all costs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like you know, you got to survive at all costs, no matter what, whether the bulls are back or whether they're not. <laughs> so, that it, you know, those are two names of two spaces. He must have missed the uh, <laughs> Bitcoin busting on God Kaleo spaces. 
Yeah, Mark would be busting for real, for real on God, no cap. Like, was the name of another space recently. Um, one hey. of my favorites, though, was the one where we had uh, Carol Baskin. I was just going to say that. Yeah, KSI. MKSI. Carol Baskin. <laughs> that was KSI. Bro, that was the funniest combo, too. Because even KSI, when he was talking to Carol Baskin, was like, wait, what the fuck? Is this Carol Baskin up here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a great space. That was the funniest thing, man. You know, actually, the funniest thing that, that I found out the other day, I had a buddy that DM'd me, and because he was listening to that space, and he recognized my voice, and I didn't find out that he thought it was me until, like, last week, whenever I ran into him, and he was chatting, asking what I do these days, and he was like, you know, dude, it's crazy, like, there's somebody that I know that sounds exactly like you, blah, 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 <laughs> I've ever had that's recognized me from a space though so it was kind of funny um okay golden you've had your hand up man welcome up what's going on <clears throat> not much man hey just uh wanted to say that i appreciate all the support man for the penguins community I, i'm glad you're having a really good time but you know I'm, I'm good friends with bog and some others up here and uh i've been in the space a long time and i would very confident that what you're saying about the future of the project will come true. It's just the IP is too strong, universal. The community, as you're finding out, is second to none. So really glad you're part of this. And uh, if you ever see like a golden bowl cut, you know, replying to one of your tweets on the Internet, that's likely me. But just really glad to have you in this space. So, you know, just uh, if you ever want to reach out or anything, I'm, I'm always available. But you're in, you're in good hands with Bog and some others up here. Really appreciate that, man. Always nice connecting with uh, um, people that, you know, are in that circle. So welcome up. And you're also welcome up on stage anytime. Um, and by the way, Will, yes, you are the winner. Um, Will Clark, I DM'd you. You are winner number two. Um, so shoot me that ETH address. And, yes, you're the winner. I, I DM'd him a minute ago as we were talking. And – um, he was like, wait, really? Is this actually you? <laughs> Is that the real deal? I'm like, yeah, like that's real. So congrats. Oh yeah. If you won, if you uh, won my giveaway, I get to make fun of you. If you get, if you floor this at any point in the future for less than like five years. That was the that was the bro. I feel situation. I feel those same I feel those same vibes, Bog. Where you know, like I, I won't lie. That's the one thing that breaks my heart a little bit with the giveaways is whenever I see them, like and you know, anybody obviously can do whatever they want with it. But like when I see it, especially when I get like this heartfelt thank you note back about how much it means to them and everything else, and then like. A month later, I see it listed like beneath floor, which has happened several times from these yeah. giveaways because I pay attention. Like the one stocks I will, I refuse to sweep and buy back are the ones that I give away. Like I just, I like, I can't get myself to do yeah, it. I get that. And, yeah. and like, you know what? I feel like it's one of those things. Hey, if you've waited six months, if you've waited whatever, like, you know, that doesn't feel as bad. If you, you know, if the, the price has gone, it doesn't feel quite as bad you know you gave the experiment a shot 
But like, you know, I won't lie. It does. It's like one of those things where if you give somebody a gift, even if it, you know, you consider it like a shitty gift and you're like, well, damn, I guess I really didn't want that. You don't go back to the, the store they bought it from if they're working behind the register and sell it back to them immediately. <laughs> just, exactly. <laughs> I would rather give you a hundred bucks or whatever the equivalent is. Yeah, just tell me. Tell me tell, like, yeah. yeah. Do you need to pay your electric bill? Just let me know <laughs> I, instead of having to dump this because that was not the whole point of the exactly, beginning. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I mean, hey, at the end of the day, like, you know, do what you want with it. It is what it is. It's okay. Like, I love you regardless. Um, you know, I'm, I may not like you for like 20 seconds, but I'll get over it. Um, okay, there we go. I just sent it over to you, Will. But, I oh mean, I appreciate it's been another fun Friday space. Oh, shit. I just realized I never put my clothes in the dryer. I'm not going to leave anytime near what I was supposed to leave by. Oh, well. Shit happens. You know, it's just part of life. Got to be. It just gets tough whenever you start traveling so much, man. Like, you know, it's tough to be able to get back, unpack, repack, unpack, repack. Like, you know, it starts to add up. I did not want to go this weekend. But I, you know, it's one of those things where you commit to something and I hate being a guy that's flaky and like day before ends up backing out. You know, if I commit to something, I'm going to go, right? Like it's that easy because the worst is whenever you have friends and they say, oh yeah, they're going to, and then they come up with an excuse last minute and end up stepping back from something and like, I can't do that. I wish I could, but I won't. It'll still be a fun weekend. See, we have uh, Willy Wonka up here. Uh, he spent the last, uh, seems like eternity, uh, hanging out at the president's house in Sri Lanka. So want to hear from him a little bit. Um, I think you missed out because I, I was talking at the start of the spaces. Well, yeah, Wonka, yeah, the, the, the update yeah. on your pet squirrel. Um. <laughs> he's he's doing quite good. Um, he's getting really hungry, so he's always eating. I don't know how, but he's just eating all the time. But um, yeah, maybe maybe I will tweet him out tomorrow morning for crypto Twitter to see him. Yeah, Wonka, how does it make you feel that I've eaten squirrels? Whoa! <laughs> I'm not even. I'm really not even fucking with you now. Like like I I actually legitimately I had a neighbor down the street when I was a kid, they were a little bit more redneck and, um, they paid us, they hated, they had a squirrel problem and they paid us 10 bucks a squirrel for every squirrel we killed in their backyard, BB guns. So we had our BB guns and we were sitting there and, you know, we killed a decent amount. I think we made like, you know, 60 bucks in a couple <laughs> days. It wasn't anything too ridiculous, but you know, we were out there just sniping these sons of guns and my buddy's dad would cook them up. And, you know, they kind of tasted like chicken. They were great fried. But anyway, like that, that point aside, we yeah. accidentally shot the neighbor's golden retriever in the ass. <laughs> and, like, that's when they decided maybe it wasn't a good idea. Um, so from there, we, you know, like we, we ditched the BB guns and we started doing like bow practice. And, you know, my buddy had a, you know, it was nothing too intense, like a 40 pound compound bow. 
and or maybe it was 30 pounds i mean we weren't that old we were like you know eighth grade seventh grade something like that and whatever it was i remember like you know we, we were shooting with that and then the same neighbor got so pissed at us that they ended up calling the cops on us and the cops like threatened to arrest us for shooting a bow in this guy's backyard and that one actually made more sense because looking back on it man like had the arrows like flown over a fence or something you know a stray arrow might have actually gotten somebody but it all led from like the you know the squirrel bounty and the squirrel fry um originally Got to respect the hustle. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Speaking of uh, bow and arrows, when I was up in Oregon visiting one of my friends uh, last year, me and my girlfriend went up, um, and like me and my homie, we were shooting the bow and arrow into the target, and like she walks over, like arms out to the side. She's like, "All right," she's like, "Give it to me." She's like, "I got this." I was in, uh, you know, all these summer programs or whatever, <laughs> and so. We give her the bow and arrow. First shot, overshoots it, just sticks into the neighbor's side of the house, and had an arrow sticking out the side of their house. And she like ran away. The arrow was in the house for like six hours until uh, we retrieved it at night. <laughs> it was hilarious. Cleo, I gotta ask this. It's a it's a debate my wife and I have. So, so I forgot you got the rural background right. When you say, do you say coyote or coyote? Oh, it just depends. I mean, like in plural, I'll say coyotes, right? Like, you know, otherwise I, I might say coyote. I don't know. Like if I'm just talking about a singular, I'd probably mostly say, but, you know, I'll probably say both. I, I probably interchangeably use the two words, but I, I don't say them that often. You know, I, I guess one instance would be, you know, out when I was working in uh, the oil field of West Texas, um, we had this HSE dude that, you know, uh, we had an issue with coyotes out there where there was one that came up on location, looked a little bit rabid, and they we contacted the state about it because at that point it's the state's issue to be able to, like, you know, come and kill them and take care of them. So we had an HSE guy that for like half the hitch came out there in the helicopter and got to hunt nighttime because they're usually out at night and it's a lot easier, you know, thermal scope to be able to see them moving at night. So they got to go out there and from the helicopter, like hunt coyotes for about a week straight and got paid like $1,200 a day to do it. Yeah, the... Same, we, I mean, we got a similar problem here in Kansas. So, like, the FSA offices will pay you, like, 50 bucks a coyote, you know, that you bring into the office. Because, yeah, that's a problem out here. But, yeah, I was a city kid, and I had never heard people say coyote till I entered the ag world. So, I'm just curious. So, fun yeah, fact for you there, Wonka, Kaleo eats squirrels. I yeah, haven't done dude, that I've yet. Been, like, I haven't eaten squirrel in a long time. I would gladly do it again. Um, just, you know, keep your squirrels safe and close and, you know, maybe put a collar on them to make sure that type of stuff doesn't happen. Um, you know, everybody listening to me right now from like Europe or anywhere else, it's probably like, damn, like Cleo is a lot more 
a little bit more backcountry redneck than I expected. And maybe I am, I don't know, but um, you know, there is more where that came from. Like, you know, another example was whenever my buddies and I, we were, uh, I think, yeah, this is still in middle school days. We caused some trouble. So there was a creek that ran nearby our house and we explored down the creek, right? And there was this area probably, you know, about a mile down the creek that we created a path to. And we thought it was secluded. And you don't really at that age understand the concept of public and private land. Um, everything is just your land at that point. So we, you know, built our secret pathway, secret entryway to be able to get there. We built these forts down along the creek bed, and we were just getting into paintball at that time, right? We were huge into paintball, and we were like, you know what? Like, we're going to build our own paintball course. So we did. We built our own paintball course kind of in the creek bed along these, you know, where we had the forts and stuff. And we got one game in, nothing happened, but we came back a second game, and my buddy accidentally shot you know there was a horse that ran down to the creek bed and he lit up a horse on accident <laughs> so we were we were absolutely fucked man like there you know the guy came back he because the horse ran back up and the guy came riding down with a shotgun like shot it up in the air a couple times threatened he'd shoot us if he ever saw us back down there again um and you know like that was the last time that we ended up playing paintball down in the creek bed now did we sneak back there maybe one or two more times than we should have afterwards? Yes. But, like, that was, you know, that was that. I won't lie, man. Like, I miss those days. When, when the won't the uh, do paintball tournament? That's a great yeah, question. or at least I did uh, in middle school, high school, you know, growing but, up. I mean, do they anymore? Like, that's the question. Do they go outside? Do they do things like that? Like, yeah, I don't know, because I'm at the, I was, you know, I'm 98. So I was right at that age where we actually played outside. But then two, <laughs> three years after me, they stopped playing outside. So I'm not too sure. That's funny, man. Hey, by the way, another thing that I just got reminded of, I've seen Flip's name up here. So uh, I'm sure y'all sure know Ledger's status and his uh, project that he started up called Flip XYZ. Um, they're giving away two big pudgies um, sometime in the next week or two, I think. I'm not sure exactly when. But basically, you just have to make a purchase. You can make any purchase. I, I don't know if they have a stipulation on exactly what the size has to be, but I'm pretty sure you could even just buy, like, a couple wonky socks, right? Like, you know, something as small as that. And, you know, there's a code that they'll give you, and you're literally just entered, you know, for the drawing for the big pudgies. So um, just an FYI, a little bit of alpha there. If you're trying to buy something anyway, you may as well enter yourself into it. And if I'm being honest with it, I really don't know what type of reception they've had as far as like entries and stuff so far. So it's something worth looking into. Um, I would just go to flips, flip slash ledger statuses page, like search that you'll find the promo giveaway details. And again, like this is kind of sad to say, but like, you know, and, and I hope I'm wrong, but I, I don't know how well it's been marketed 
So I don't know how many entries there truly are, and you might actually have a decent chance of winning. I love Flip. I've been using it the past two weeks. That's how. I, and you're right. I entered by just grabbing a couple. Um, actually, I entered by getting the for, uh, stonks first, and then I got pudgies. And I actually have only been using Flip to buy for the past few weeks. It's super easy. I'm still learning, so it's been, uh, yeah, it's been great. Well, I love to hear that. Love to hear that it's doing all right. And, um, but yeah, just figured I'd give a shout out to that because again, if you're talking about bigger potential winnings and wanting to, you know, get a chance for something like that, you're planning on doing a small purchase for something anyway in the NFT space, you may as well do it. And no, I'm not sponsored by Flip. You know, I just like Ledger and I like the Pudgies and I like you guys. So why not share it? I nearly just dropped one of my earbuds in the uh, the laundry machine. Thankfully, I saved it. Um, but y'all, I, I love you guys. And this has been a good space. We've actually been going for, I mean, what? It's been a couple hours now. And like, again, that's the thing I really love about these spaces. When there's not really pressure to do a rundown of the market or anything else, the conversation just kind of leads anywhere. Um, you know, and like, that's kind of fun. It's kind of relaxing to be able to have combos like that. And you get to, you know, be a little bit closer to people. Uh, Flip, what's up, man? I see the hand up. Hey, Cleo. Uh, one more question for me. I know you're trying to run around, but, um, what are your thoughts on the, that, the, the true Pangu drop with the, the soul bound token for the, the pudgy holders? Sorry, I was muted. Um, I, I'm curious to see what they do with it, man. Like, yeah, I, I still am trying to grasp, like, I think it's really cool, but I'm still trying to grasp like the application of soulbound tokens and, you know, what can really be done with them and where they go. But I'm really hyped about it because, again, I, I haven't really seen any other projects do it. So I'm really curious to see where they take it from here. Um, so I'm excited about it. But honestly, as far as like the mechanics of what it can open up, I'm not quite positive of yet. So that that's the only thing that might like curb it a little bit. But like I, you know, I do love seeing what they're doing there. And, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty cool just because you can it's like an extra layer of being able to token gate something, right? And in this instance, these these tokens are stuck to the wallet. So I mean really the only way for it to change hands would would be to actually swap wallets and have you know, give someone your private key. And so it's, it's just most likely going to stay in the same hands. So, um, I mean, we're, we're still in such a, um, you know, a young, a young and growing space. So as, as time goes on, I think things like this will be become more and more valuable just because it is kind of like a, 
it's yeah, it's just it's just something that is kind of frozen in time and kind of proves something. But um, it is it is really cool to see that this uh, that's what the team kind of the direction they went and um, you know they did hint at a couple games coming and also a token coming out and um, I like I really like the approach they're taking and. Um, yeah, excited to see where it goes. Bog, what do you know about it? Uh, I think Bog's them. I'm bringing up one other person. Sexparty.eth. Um, Sexparty.eth. What do you know about the SBTs? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's tough to keep it a straight face. <laughs> Uh, thank you, thank you for bringing me up. Uh, I just heard about like the Soulbound token talk, so I just wanted to add in a little bit about it. Like, uh, I'm not sure what the Pudgy Penguins have like have planned for it in the future, but basically, some some guy wrote a post about it, uh, like a thread where he was mentioning that these can be used to like maybe in the future like give out degrees or diplomas to people. Uh, that can be like a good use, like a good use case for them, and maybe like driving licenses and like stuff like that. So that can be like one implementation of them in the future. But uh, for the project, like uh, I like I got one of the like the true Pengu tokens, where we get that by holding like the three NFTs in like the same wallet of the same number. So. So yeah, that is what I just wanted to say. So wait, th- yeah, well, there was a gold one, right? Uh, there were like Somebody. there were like three. Uh, the ice one was basically the one where you get when you hold three of the same uh, items of the same unit number, and then there was another one that was for holding uh, like the little one and the penguin, and then there was one that you get only for holding like the penguin. So I think it was that. So gold, bronze, and I think ice one, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I was gonna say I got a true pengu. What like what, what, which one is the true pengu ir- iridescent? I think all of them are true pengu, but the difference between them is like the gold, bronze, and ice. So uh, the ice true pengu is the one where you have all the three, and then the bronze one is different and then the gold one is different. But they all are named True Pengu, but they are differentiated. But are they all named Iridescent? Or let's see. Okay, there's Ice, Iridescent, and Gold. Yeah, so there's an article they had, but the gold one is just having the um, OG Penguin in a unique wallet. The uh, Iridescent one is having the matching serial number of the big and the little. And then uh, Ice is having three matching serial numbers for the, the big, little, and the rog. Oh, see, and I did not have the rog, man. That's where that's where I messed up. I didn't have any rog. But I didn't know that I had matching serial numbers. Damn, do I really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I have an iridescent. <laughs> yeah, you, you probably probably a guy who was selling at the same time, and you bought a you bought a bunch. So that makes like, sense. Let me see real quick. I'm actually kind of curious now whether or not I do. I mean, I guess I have to, right? If Yes, like because if you wouldn't have, then you wouldn't have gotten that one, right? So probably you have like a big penguin and like the little one of the same unit number. Dude, 
what are the odds that I accidentally scoop it up like that? That's kind of crazy, man. Kind of crazy. That so, is crazy. But then again, you scooped up like a lot of penguins, right? Like you have, like you are slowly becoming like a big bill in the community. Oh, I mean, I'm not there yet, man. I think I'm only like barely in the top 50 for the Lils. And like, I'm, I'm only in like, at the moment, like the top 200 for the big pudgies. I, I'm just slowly there. I don't know. Like if I, I'm, I'm probably, you know, I need to scoop up like at least another four in the next week or so. And, um, you know, I think, I, I, I don't know. I'm tempted to do, I'm tempted to scoop up like another eight to put myself in the top 50. But we'll we'll see. I'm just slowly doing it, man. It's just one of those things. As long as they last in this range, you know, I'm just slowly doing it because, you know, for me, it's not like a hype. It has to happen overnight thing. I'm just going to buy everything at once. For me, it's part of exercising discipline and just, you know, slowly accumulating within a project and just being patient. So we'll see. Whatever happens, as long as, like, the floor stays underneath three, I'll probably just keep stacking. Can I just add sexparty.eth? You have a better .eth name in fart, brainfart.eth. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, this uh, sexparty.eth was not my idea. It was uh, one of the guys who I partnered up with. So that is why uh, I'm just representing it here. But brainfart uh, is something which is close to my heart, and that is what I like to represent always. But yeah, so uh, just for the sake of uh, business partnership, I need to represent, right? I would just like to say congratulations because they're great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. It was just something that popped into my head. Like, uh, just like might be something in the future. Like it is good for getting people's attention and uh, maybe good for, you know, like catching eyes and all of that. So. I'm still just trying to figure out what my matching pudgy set is right now. I'm really, really actually curious. The easiest, yeah. way, the easiest way to do it, because I was doing this last week, just go on OpenSea, sort by collection, and then just, um, I mean, you have, it's only three numbers since you have like three pudgies. You can just type in the. Well, number. It, it was four pudgies by the time I did it. So I think it was four pudgies. And that, yeah, so I, I'm just looking through it. It'll take me just a minute. We'll figure it out. But I, I, I'm up to six pudgies now, Bog. I'm not, I'm not your level with oh, like, yeah, got, I do have six now. Let's go. Yeah, I bought another 10 little pudgies during this because I couldn't help myself. I'm going to get to about three or four. I was thinking, you're going to get to thinking, three or four, what? Like, you know, they, they're going to, you know, they were going to decrease, but I'm going to get to like three or 400 little pudgies. Bro, I think. You're cut- I, I just don't get that. Three or 400 little pudgies. Bro. Nine X nine has right like nine. Yeah. Nine X nine has like 700. Uh, yeah. I have about, I think I have like 150 right now, somewhere around there. What's the story behind nine X nine. He was just like a Chinese DeFi whale. Um, there's not a lot known about him. Um, he just came in last October and he bought like 200 penguins and he bought the one of one banana penguin. 
Um, and he just was like a gigantic Chad. And I think he owns all the one of one doodles too. But I, I don't really know much. I don't think anyone knows much about the guy unless Flip. Is there anything? Like he's just yeah, he's just held. He had some kind of crazy thesis. Like he wrote a thread last year where he's just like, yeah, you know, he was far. I mean, that's when he was, he was making a ton off Ave, and he was just using it, the proceeds to buy NFTs last year. Yeah. Mystery uh-huh. whale. Um, I, I, I just checked the little pudgy holders and I think he has like 600 or 700. Uh, and just, yeah, total, total diamond hand. And so definitely good to have him on board. Yeah, no joke. When you've got somebody that's like scooped up that many, how how do I get him to buy uh, the stonks? (laughs) That's the question. How do we commit, you know, get him to see the, you know, the, the mean potential in the stonks also. I just need a thread from him and, you know, like scooping up another couple hundred will be good to go. Awesome. I, wanted to, I wanted to take this time out to congratulate you on not getting robbed for uh, consecutive spaces. Uh, it's player. Uh, I appreciate that, Easel. Um, you know, it took a lot of hard work uh, building a trampoline for my four-year-old. It's the only reason why I didn't get rugged today. So, major win. I appreciate that. And T has been carrying that banner here lately. I think T's at work right now. But, uh, yeah, glad to pass the, pass the buck there. Okay. And uh, are y'all sure about the whole iridescent token thing? I don't have any matching big and littles. I'm just saying, I've got bigs and I've got lils, but I don't have any matching serial numbers. I think that it had to have been not matching, but just do you own, like, a big and a little, right? Like, that it hasn't been what it was. Serials. It was matching cereals for sure. So if, if you don't no have match, you got lucky. Yeah, because I don't have matching. Like I'm looking through here in my wallet. I'm fairly positive I don't have matching and I still have true pingo iridescent. Have you given so, any pudgies away or little pudgies away? No, I've, I haven't given anything away. I've just kept them. Okay. Uh, I just I just found out. Okay. So uh, the thing is, like, it doesn't have to be matching. So let me just, like, read out the context, right? So holders who own a pudgy penguin and a little pudgy at the time of the snapshot received the iridescent true pengu soulbound token. So it doesn't have to be, like, the same ID. Okay. So it is any pudgy and a little pudgy. And the gold one is just owning, uh, like, a pudgy penguin. But the only... One, uh, like the ice true pengu is owning a pudgy penguin, little penguin, uh, and the pudgy rod with the same ID. So I think that is the only criteria okay. for the ice one. Yeah. So for that one, you had to have the same with all three to get the ice. Yes. And like all three in the same wallet. I know there was this one guy who had taken out his uh, penguin for the... Uh, for like staking in like the battle town for 10 KTF, and he wasn't able to get the ice token because uh, they were not all in the same wallet. But Bro, that's he crazy. had all of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, good to know. It'll be interesting to see how the soulbound shit works, and you know what ends up playing out with it. 
very interesting stuff. Um, you know, the funny thing is I meant to end this space like 30 minutes ago and somehow I don't even know how we ended up continuing all the conversation. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I, I do actually end up having to go. I've got to, I've got to finish my packing and get wrapped up and, um, get ready to get on the road, but you know, it's been a great space as always. Um, appreciate everybody from all the communities coming by the stonks. Um, enjoy your weekend and, uh, you know, take it easy until next time. Peace. Have a good weekend, Cleo.